Welcome to the Rack Show. My name is Tim Kelly. I will be your one of your hosts today. With me, I have Frank Horvath, and you are listening to the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show, where we talk about everything revolving the Responsibly Armed Citizen. So before we get started, uh, we just passed up the uh, Halloween week, and uh, I'm curious. I haven't got to talk to Frank about it. How was your Halloween? Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, the words uh, diabetic coma comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, kids got, you know, way more candy than they ever need. Uh, we have enough, like, as usual, that will last us, you know, multiple years <laughs> worth of stuff. Yep. Um, I did my obligatory dad tax. So, you know, all, all the Reese's pieces, mm-hmm. all the Reese's, that's, yeah, they can't have that. That's, yeah. that's, that's banned as far as kids consuming that in my house. <laughs> Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, mine was too. Uh, it was, it was rather brief. The kids, interesting enough, like they got dressed up. Kipley was a little firefighter and Eddie was, uh, uh the pink, the pink power ranger. And, All right. uh, we went to the, the Yakinville trunk or treat type thing and went around, visited the, visited the town and, and, and different booths that they had set up and businesses had a whole bunch of candy that they were giving out. And we walked around and, and the kids did their thing, got their buckets full of candy. And Kipley said he was tired and he was cold and he was ready to go. And Addie says, yeah, I, re- I want to go count my candy. I'm like, there's like, we've, we hit like 50% of the shops. Like, we're ready to go. I'm that, like, that's great. Okay. We, 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 ended, Score. Up, we ended up doing like a trunk <laughs> retreat uh, at, at our church. And um, the, the thing about it is the... Um, uh, you know, Max just wanted to play and play and play and play and play. Like his hands are frigid because I mean it was cold, right? And uh, he's just like, "No, I'm I'm not done." And I'm like, "All right, buddy. Like, can I have another piece of candy?" No, <laughs> we're done. We're gonna cut cut you off right there. <laughs> you still need to sleep. It's like you know, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. No, we're 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 not doing that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was it was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of great 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 time. Cool. We went to a, a friend's house afterwards and. Um, and uh, just hung out by the fire and 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 talked and that type of thing. And the kids played in the hot tub and it was it was a fun night. So come home and they racked out pretty hard. Yeah, so they were they were pretty pretty wore out. So oh, the topic of what we're going to be discussing today. Um, yes, this is the responsibly armed citizen show. So you would think we'd be talking about firearms today. But let's talk about what type of training that you can get yourself into that does not involve firearms. So think about some different places like where to like where you can actually go, uh, some good home practices, places to avoid that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So what comes to mind for you uh, when we're talking about training without firearms? So immediately, I would say um, uh, the you know less than lethal means right so mm-hmm. you talk about like your oc sprays um you talk about like other deterrents um you know blades things of that nature um the 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 other thing that really comes to mind is just um like i said the situational awareness mm-hmm. and preparedness now there's a lot of situations a lot of times where you know a firearm just it, it's it's not appropriate it's it's sure. the wrong tool for the job um there are places that you know, farms are not permitted right right and because of that, you still need to have a certain amount of awareness, certain amount of skill set, certain amount of ability to be able to identify that, you know, a situation's arising or something's mm-hmm. happening. And you need to have that, that, that skill set, that know-how, that ability to, if you have to do something, that you can do that within your means. Sure. Um, sure. Tim, what about you? 
I think um, physical fitness is is um, really really important. It's often overlooked in the yeah. training community. Um, you know, getting yourself to a, a, a position where you can you can pick yourself up off the ground right. and you know um, you can bend around a little bit easier and and making sure that you're looking out for longevity of your physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's pretty important. You know, if you if you plan to save yourself. Because if, if if a situation turns to you putting hands on someone else or someone else putting their hands on you, and you get into a, a, a tussle, man, you've you've got to have some strength. You've you've got to have some dexterity. You've you know you've mm-hmm. got to be able to or flexibility really. Um, you got to be able to do those things without getting you know seriously injured to the best of your abilities. Right, right, and and you know keeping within you know the, what those abilities are. You know something else that you know, comes to mind with that. Is you know when you know, you know practicing you know getting thrown around like mm-hmm. practicing in a safe way. Right? Sure. I'm not talking about just going in the backyard and, and pummel each other, but you know, hey, there's a time and place maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, when's the last time you've gotten hit in the face, Tim? Uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago, yeah. Kipley has got a mean right hook. There you go. So, so like you know, the, I think there's there's an adage out there that you know everybody has a plan to like get hit in the face, right? right? And but you know, in all seriousness. You know, and unless you go through the motions of, of practicing some of these things, right, how do you know, you know, you, you're not just going to, you know, again, I, I think I've said it in other episodes, you're not just going to watch a YouTube video and become a master of it. Right. All right. Of, you know, whatever it is, you know, the, insert it here. Um, but, you know, you know, getting wrapped up with somebody, you know, going in, in a in a learning environment. Sure. Right. I'm not saying go to you know go to a bar or something like that and just yeah. go pick a fight. That's that's I'm probably not, not a wise choice. Not a, wise, not a choice. wise choice. Yeah. Now, so where where do you go, right? Um, if if we're talking about hands hands to hand hand to hand fighting, I'd, I'd say one of the better things that we have um, that our children have and that we had growing up is we had siblings. Yep. So. I learned at an early age what it was like to get punched in the face a few right. times, right? <laughs> uh, like it, it, it was it was nothing new to me. So that when it happened on the school ground or something like that, it wasn't a, it wasn't a huge surprise and, right. and that type of thing. And you know, moving forward later in life, I, I didn't go through life, you know, thinking that my face was made of glass, right? So it, it's it is really important to have that, you know, that safer type experience. Now, if you, if you didn't grow up with siblings or if you, um, have, have never experienced those things, one of the better places to do it is to go to a professional gym. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there, there are some good ones out there. There are a lot of what we call McDojos that are, um, selling you snake oil and that type of thing. But, um, you're generally, you're generally, um, going to luck out if you find a good like Gracie jiu-jitsu gym mm-hmm. um, or generally they practice a lot more than just you know uh, folding each other up into pretzels uh, like they they do some strikes uh, typically you'll see these Gracie gyms will likely do judo um, judo is is a little bit of a mix of like throwing people around and mm-hmm. stuff like that throws a lot of throws um, so those are those are all really good things to get into just keep in mind when you're when you're looking into like hand-to-hand type stuff you want to find a professional gym number one with good reviews um and number two not one art is going to be the best right like you don't you don't just go to jujitsu and say this is all i need right no jujitsu is a really really good baseline but taking those skills and applying them to context and 
you, you might see some of those skills don't work really well, right? right? So having a mixture of that, maybe some boxing or Muay Thai or yep. something, you know, th there's all kinds of things you can play around and nothing says you have to go out and get a black belt in this, right. you know, you just right. really, you need to go experience it, spend, spend a few months in it, you right. know, that's, I mean, that's, that's really it. Um, at good home practices. I mean, um, we've, we've been known to get together and, and inside of a small like club space and roll around on the mats, you mm -hmm. know, um, if we have some at home or if you have a friend's house or something like that, you can get some mats fairly cheap, a couple hundred bucks and, you know, take what you learn from the gym and go apply it with some of your friends. There, there's actually some really good content, um, that, uh, Craig Douglas puts out on, the uh, Warrior Report, uh, network. And uh, talks a lot about, you know, just simple, like, dry fire type things that you and a buddy can do um, as far as, you know, just try, uh, trying different things, trying different. Again, that's not with an instructor, but that's better than nothing. Right. Um, so, um, you know, learning, you know, how to, you know, how body moves and doing all kinds of things like that. Yeah, they're all different aids. Um, like I said, Craig Douglas, that's, that's, that's another one that's got uh, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, 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 information. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show. Uh, I'm Frank Horvath. Joined with me in studio also is Tim Kelly, owner of Apache Solutions. We are talking about uh, you know, training without firearms, so different things to consider. Uh, last week when we talked a little bit about um, you know, where to go, some other things, you know, hand-to-hand -hand, um, skills, things of that nature. We're going to talk about, we're going to shift it a little bit and start talking about uh, like knives and nunchucks. So <laughs> d different, uh, different tools. Uh, again, you know, places where, you know, a firearm is not the most optimal tool to use, scenarios where the firearm is not necessarily the most optimal tool to use. Um, you know, you, you can use your knives and nunchucks uh, where legal. Um, and, 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 you know, that's kind of the thing, right? So, you know, we think of, you know, farms and knives as just kind of go hand to hand. You think mm -hmm. of, um, you know, you know, what's your EDC, what's your everyday carry, and everyone's throwing out, like, just doing a pocket dump of just crap all over the table, of blades and, mm -hmm. you know, all this extra stuff that you really don't always need. Um, but uh, there are times where a blade is preferred. There are times where a blade is really probably your only option right. uh, for a, you know, a, a lethal encounter, we'll mm -hmm. say. Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts on that, Tim? So, um, my nunchuck skills are <laughs> relatively, um, uh, extensive. I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I, um, I, I could see you as like a Napoleon dynamite, like level most of dynamite. Most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. Uh, we'll have to get a video of that sometime. <laughs> but the, um, no, in all seriousness, don't carry your nunchucks around, um, but a blade is is most most certainly a a great option. Uh, one that first comes to mind. If pull out your pen and paper, folks, go to shivworkspg.com and look up the Shivworks Clinch Pick 2.0. It is a great blade. Oh, look, he's got one that looks just like it. <laughs> look at um, that. Well, somewhat like it. So so this this blade here, let me see if I can zoom in there real quick. So this blade here is the Apache Solutions uh, we'll call it proprietary uh, clinch plate-esque clone. Yeah. Um, and uh, we use this uh, you know, quite a bit. But, 
Now, this this is the, the same style that the clinch pick is, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a phenomenal, phenomenal tool. Right. Um, work works works very well, especially if you get a little bit of practice and training, you know, from you know, uh, Shiv works, you know, Craig Douglas. There's it's 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 designed very well. So the, one of the primary reasons why that blade uh, is so effective is that the edge is actually on top. So it's it's a I forget what Craig called it. It's like a, it's a reverse uh, a reverse edge yep. is is what he titled it as, um, and that's so that you can easily access it in a, um, uh, from the center of your belt line. Yep. And if you're in a clinch, if somebody's on top of you or got your arms tied or something like that, you can manipulate that blade with just, you know, the, the flick, flick of, of your wrist, wrist right? you know, yeah. like, and, you know, and, and do a lot of damage. So that way anyone that's trying to take that from you, um, they're, they're going to get their hands diced up. So right. it's a... Or their forearms. If... I mean, if, you're, if yeah, if, yeah. If there is anything out there that says "get off of me," it's this blade oh, right yeah, here, 100%. right? Like, um, I, I cringe when I hear people talk about the "get off me" gun, and they right. talk about you know accessing a firearm um, inside that such close proximity. And let me tell you, as somebody who's who's tried this, it does not work out well. Right. Like you, when you the 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 first thing that you do when you have a gun enter that fight everybody's trying to create distance right with the gun right so if they have access to the gun they're going to try and take it get distance so they can use it right um it's it's not as simple as pulling a you know a firearm out of your pocket and in close proximity and being able to use it, it doesn't no. always work out that not well. Not if you're wrapped up. Now you know, you're talking about you know defeating garments. You're talking about you know you're you're so close to somebody. Once you introduce a firearm into that environment, now they have access to a firearm in that environment too, exactly. right? You could be the creator of your own demise right there, yeah. especially if you don't have the significant attitude and and, and personal skill set to be able to follow up with that, right? So. No, I, I completely agree. You know, something else that, you know, you really think about is, you know, with a blade, you're, you're um, you know, sometimes it, it can create distance, but more often than not, you're, you're, you're bringing that in close. Like it is a close within arm's reach or closer, you know, you're right. like hugging somebody, you know, type of, you know, uh, tool that, you know, can cause massive amounts of trauma, right. especially if, you know, utilized appropriately. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, we showed a video of me getting my butt kicked inside of a car. Yeah. Right. That was in Craig Douglas's ECQC, um, ECQC class. And at the very end of that class, he puts you in what he calls the murder car. Mm -hmm. And inside the murder car, you do what we, what you've seen in the video, right? But it's less about the, the contextual aspect of, you know, you're in a car and this guy's trying to mug you. Mm -hmm. It's more to try and confine you into a very, very tight space and limit your ability to move around because you're going to find that in a lot of other different, you know, different places, an elevator, a bathroom stall, yep. um, you know, uh, there's, there's all kinds of different places, an alleyway, you know, right. um, pinned between a dumpster or something like that, 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 you know, that, that type of experience can really, can really help you with those things. Right. What we found in this is if there was somebody who was, generally an ECQC graduate, they've seen it before, they're carrying around a clinch pick dummy knife. Mm-hmm. Anytime that those guys were in the car, that knife won. Right. Every single time. It doesn't matter if there was a gun involved or not. If you watch the opposite, when, when me and Tim Willis switched seats and Tim was on that side and I was the bad guy, mm-hmm. Tim 
you know, stabbed me several times, right. <laughs> several, several times. Now, he never gained access to that gun, right. but, and I didn't know I was being cut, but he was dicing me up, man. Right. Right. He was cutting me up like, you know, some slices of cheesecake or something. <laughs> it was, it was, it was crazy. And then you go back and you watch the video and you're like, oh my gosh, how easily like he accessed it. It was just, it was super clean. Had yep. he had brought a gun into it, well, he already had, but had he brought another gun into it, I'd have just gotten a hold of that. Right. And and he wouldn't have he wouldn't have done anything with right. it. You know, it's 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 a really really difficult thing, in especially in close proximity, to bring a handgun into that fight and expect it to actually work. Right. A blade is so much more efficient. Right. Yeah. And something else to consider. You know, it will say. You know, I I have my my my. This is a remote control that's in my hand. I'm holding my, my remote control kind of, kind of sort of like a gun, right? Mm. But but you have the, all of this leverage that's out towards the end, right, mm. of of the gun. So you know, if somebody were to try to to you know take that from you, I mean, they have quite a bit of force that's going against you. Well, when you have a blade, who's going to grab a hold of the blade mm -hmm. itself and try and remove that from you? Uh, you may be missing, you know, the perpetrator, like the per the per person that's assaulting you, you know, they may have some missing fingers after that type of encounter if they're trying to do that, but or, or you know, uh, get really cut up. But, you know, there's just, there's so many advantages to, you know, having that blade having that you know that 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 bladed that knife um tool to you know for your self-defense um right. not so, even to mention you know the places that you know you can bring a blade that you cannot bring a firearm right there there's a number of places out there um getting and different attire different absolutely yeah. absolutely um you know you're able to you know, again within your own state laws you know state laws vary you know from place to place um i think here in north carolina it's what dirks and daggers mm -hmm. that's that's really the only thing that you can't carry um, and you know switchblades. I think that that that's a piece of that also. But regardless, um, the uh, there's yeah your, your attire. Th but those, there's also um, you know, like the utilitarian aspect of you know carrying a, a, a blade with you. Yeah, everyone in North Carolina, when you walk around, not, has a knife on their person or in their purse or something like that. It's common. Mm -hmm. What's not so common is you know seeing, and hopefully you won't see, but seeing that you know open carrier, seeing that other person who is you know um, inappropriately carrying a concealed firearm, to where it's very evident, very obvious that they're doing it for show and not necessarily for you know self defense. Sure. Yeah, and you know the the. Having, having like a little folding knife or something like that isn't what I'm talking about for self-defense. Could you no. use one for self-defense? If the situation worked out that way, yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. But uh, typically your folding knife, it wouldn't be a primary tool to access no. in order to save yourself, especially in such a, in, in a close proximity fight. What you're really looking for is a, a fixed blade of some sort, and uh, you need to have uh, access to it from the center line you, yep. in, in front of your body somewhere up up front, you need to be able to access it from your left hand or your right hand um, in a clinch. Yep. And those 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 types of blades win every single time in some of these entangled fights that you see at in, in, in places like ECQC or if you go to a jujitsu gym and they happen to have some rubber blades or something like that. If you see the folks trying to access it from behind their back, from their pocket, or mm -hmm. something like that, oftentimes those dudes are getting pinned, and they're losing. They're not getting they're not getting it out in time, and the other person's being able to take advantage of them. So, a center line access blade is is excellent, an excellent tool. Now, where can you practice this type of thing? Um, once again, 
very much like the different dojos and stuff like that that are around. Um, most Gracie Jiu-Jitsu gyms, you're going to be able to find um, some a little diversity. Uh, a lot of times, uh, some of those places will will offer different tools and stuff. Um, and then you have places. Uh, you have you have different places. I know Ryan Hoover um, has a place down in Charlotte. It is fantastic. It's fit to fight, fit to fight Republic. Mm. I, he has been on my list for years now. I've wanted to get down there and train with them for a long time. Um, I, I've been following the content, Ryan, and I think very, very similar, similarly, um, he, he does some Krav Maga stuff, but he's not like a Kool-Aid drinker and, mm. you know, Krav Maga is the only, right. you know, the only thing that wins. Um, but he has a lot of practical, um, self-defense options for folks who wants who want to work on hands-on type stuff, yep. hands-on skills, throws, strikes, um, blades, even close-quarter firearm stuff. So th- there's a lot of different things that you can do there. The other thing I want to point out that Ryan has, or, or Fit to Fight Republic has, um, I'm gonna see if I can't find their their website. If you could find that for me, Frank. Yep. Um, that one of the other things that they have, they I've, I've had access to a few of them. Uh, they have a lot of like videos that you can purchase through their website and use that for practice at home. So they'll have different dry fire videos. They have um, different videos for, uh, for knife fighting, different videos for, you know, um, all kinds of different stuff. So if you're looking for avenues to, to train at home under some type of guide, uh, professional guide, I would seriously look into to Ryan Hoover. And he's, he's right down the road, man. Yeah, he's so, right down the road. so I'm, a, I'm on his website now taking a look at some of his uh, information. And uh, what's really neat about it is um, he's so uh, it's fittofight.com forward slash Charlotte. And uh, so looking at their, their, um, like, again, their website, they have some, some, some great stuff. All right, we got a break coming up. I'll do it. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Response to the Armed Citizen Show. Uh, we had a hard break uh, right, at the, right at the end there. It got carried away talking about all the things. Um, so continuing our conversation on um, yeah, Fit to Fight Charlotte, um, the, there's, the, we're on their website now. They have some really, really great information. One thing that I wanted to add to that is uh, they have something, uh, again, on their, on their website uh, that they're calling their... Uh, mixed modern combatives uh, levels, right? And uh, so it goes, you know, foundational level one, two, all the way up through level six, and it really breaks down, you know, their 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 content, like you know, the skills that you're be learning. Neat stuff, yeah. really neat stuff. Um, definitely, definitely looks like something that I'm going to pursue personally. You'll um, take me with you. Yeah, I go. it's 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 looking it's very cool. Yeah, so yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have to dive into that a little bit. So if you are just now getting into the show, we've been talking about all the different types of training that that exist um, for the responsibly armed citizen that doesn't involve a firearm. Um, one of the one of the common complaints that we get from from many of our students that we not just in North Carolina but all over the country, they would talk about like, man, I really love this this class that you taught. And the skills that you taught, but only about 70, you know, about 75% of it, I cannot practice at my local range. And so it really puts a damper on things. So we have to really be, get creative with a lot of our dry fire 
um, dry fire work and stuff to help encourage them to, to continue working on those skills. Um, other than that, like having the ability to find other avenues that you can train in that doesn't involve a firearm and those restrictions, you know, you have access to a gym. Go, you know, go get go get in good physical condition, mm -hmm. right? Go take yourself down to the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu gym and get wrapped up like a pretzel, mm -hmm. you know? Um, go get some experience in boxing and stuff like that. Yep. You know, nothing's saying that you got to go be a competitor or anything like that, but, right. you know, you're you get experience in it. We were talking about earlier about the benefits of, of having been punched in the face. Yep. You know, that there is really some benefit to that. I would rather have that experience in a controlled environment environment then the first time I ever get punched in the face be from some dude who's trying to take my life. Right. You right. know, like, you know, and there's, again, there's, there's benefits to that, you know, being, getting wrapped up again in a control environment, getting hit in that controlled environment. Sure. You're going to walk away some, with some bruises. You're going to sure. you know, walk, you may even walk away with a hurt ego. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's been, you know, beneficial to you. That's, that's helpful for you in the long run. Um, you know, being able to uh, identify, you know, areas that you are weak in, Right. And then, then constructively build towards that is worth, you know, everything that yeah. potentially is worth your life one day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so, you know, taking the time now and saying, all right, I, I kind of suck here. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and, you know, admitting that you kind of suck there and then doing something to make it so that you don't necessarily suck as bad there, you know, mm -hmm. in the future, it, it, it's worth it. I right. mean, there's just so much benefit to doing that. Right. So, um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget fit to fight.com. Uh, go check them out. And if you're, if you're in the area, uh, go take a class from them. I'm, I've heard nothing but good things, uh, about Ryan and Amber. They put on really great classes. Um, and again, it's, it's of the mindset that is more practical to the everyday, the everyday citizen. This isn't, you know, uh, this isn't competitive sports for them. This is a way to try to make you bigger, faster, stronger, and and harder to, you know, be victimized. And uh, I can truly appreciate their their concepts. And hopefully, we'll see you down there with them. Next topic: What are your thoughts on tasers and pepper spray? I like the pepper spray piece. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm not a fan of the tasers. Um, I mean, I keep I keep one in my purse. Uh, your man purse? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, I absolutely love the spicy juice, right? Mm -hmm. So the pepper spray, um, OC spray, uh, that's, I, I, you know, the, those chemical uh, deterrents. Um, they are a fantastic aid. Uh, I'm not a fan of tasers. Um, there's, you know, couple different reasons there um every you know ta taser is an electrical device um there are different ways of deploying a taser effectively if you've been trained the problem with tasers is you know uh, more often than not i see the general public will you know go buy a taser or something like that and they'll stick it in their bag and then they go zap zap and playing with it a couple of times and then that's that's it they don't right. do anything else um the body you know the taser delivers you know thousands tens of thousands of volts sometimes right. hundreds of thousands of volts inside of, of a body in a very small controlled space um so that makes all of the the nerves and the muscles twitch right, right. people react differently to those devices right some people it's extremely effective on right um other people not so much so that's one of those things it's kind <clears> of <throat> 
you know, be, being able to, you know, uh, be close enough in, in distance where you can, you know, deploy a taser. That means like you're within arm's reach. Like there's too much of a risk there for that to, you know, to, to in my mind anyway, to really be a, a, an ultra effective tool. Um, as far as like what us everyday responsive armed citizens can, can go and purchase. Um, the pepper spray, on the other hand, um, that is a distance tool. Right. right. So you, it doesn't matter. You can be at, you know, zero feet. Like when, you know, we can be within conversational distance or we can have, you know, a little bit of, you know, space between us. Right. And it can still be deployed effectively. It's effective against people. It's effective against dogs. Mm-hmm. It's effective against, you know, anything that's, that's really coming uh, at you within reason. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's my spiel. That's 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 how I feel. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to summarize mine the best I possibly can because I've got a lot of thoughts on this. I think we could probably have an entire show based on. You we know, might need to do that. Yeah, yeah, tasers, stun guns, and pepper spray, that type of thing. Um, but I, I want to try to inform my audience here uh, how we get um, how, how we get these different. Um, uh, training mindsets along the way. Most of these training mindsets come from law enforcement and milita- military. Right. So if you look at your your standard law enforcement officer, they carry a, lo- a, a variety of what you and I carry. Like mm-hmm. We carry a variety of what they carry, right? right. We carry medical gear. We carry um, a firearm. We carry uh, some type of blade on us. We carry OC. light. We carry right. OC. Um, the one thing we don't carry are stun guns or tasers. Correct. And you know to kind of give everybody a, a mental image of what I'm talking about, a stun gun is is more of a the the, the zap the, the the thing you buy at the gun shows and mm-hmm. stuff like that, the cheap Chinese yeah. you know 10,000 volt zap. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the taser is something that that deploys deploys right. a an el- el- electrodes uh, that generally stick into somebody with these little needles. Um, and then they have to be spread out a certain width. And like there's, there's all types of training that's involved for that. Yep. So the reason why we don't carry those things is because we are not trying to subdue anyone. Right. We are not trying to detain anyone. Right. We're not trying to arrest anyone. We are simply trying to def- defend ourselves and get away. Stopping a threat. Right. right. That's it. Stop them from doing whatever it is that warrants that that particular level of force and getting away. Right. So having a having a taser as a police officer is great because I can shock them and you know, make them do what I want. Now put your hands behind your back so I can handcuff you much easier. Right. <laughs> right. For us, what do I do? I zap them and then try to run away. Well, I mean, they're, they're the effects of that tase. They've is, already worn off. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to wear off unless you're like, I don't know. Uh, regardless, pepper spray is much more useful. Absolutely. A pepper spray is, is something that you can spray someone in the face and seconds later they are, completely down and out, yep. right? Um, now, this is one of those 60% of the time it works every time things. It doesn't work on everyone, no. Right. But there is a high percentage of people that it does work on, and it is it is, it is a very useful tool, if for nothing more than a distraction, right, to allow you time and space to access a different tool or to, you know, beat feet and run away. So these are all great things. Let's talk about training for them, though. Like, where where do I go if I'm going to carry pepper spray? Uh, again, I would encourage you not to carry around tasers and stun guns. These are not 
the, the, these are really not tools for the everyday armed citizen. Yeah. Um, and, and something else to, to consider there is I don't even think that you can pick, get a taser in North Carolina um, as far as sub, for civilian use. But you know, I, I, I could be wrong there, but um, I def, you can definitely pick up stun guns. But there, no. There's one thing I want to hit on that with tasers and stun guns, specifically tasers and some of the uh, pepper spray options that are available. Folks, if it looks like a gun, it may be treated like a gun. Right. If you're drawing it from your waistband and it's in the shape of a gun, it could be treated like a gun. So careful, careful with uh, the, the options that you choose. Especially it, like the pepper ball. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, where it's a, it's a special you know, uh, almost like a airsoft gun or, or a paintball gun that shoots these little uh, OC spray uh, enabled, you know, pepper balls. I mean, that that can be super dangerous, right. especially if, you know, when you encounter law enforcement or something like that. Um, I mean, there's definite scenarios out there where, you know, that is not going to work out to the best of your, you know, best of your ability. While we're, while we're talking about the OC spray. Um, uh, you know, there, there's lots of different ways that you can go out there. You can find other companies that, that will help, um, you know, work with you on, on the proper deployment of that Apache solutions. We can absolutely do that. There's actually a video on our YouTube where you see a number of us, not me, but a number of us <laughs> get sprayed, uh, with OC spray and kind of see the effects of that. It is great. It is. Yeah. So if I need to pick me up, I go watch that video, yeah. <laughs> but, um, there, who, who are some of the others that are out there? Uh, so I would I would say that you could contact Palm Industries and those guys you know will will yeah. speak to the 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 folks who are actually doing it right right now in the training community. Um, there there are a ton of uh, a ton of not really a ton actually. There's it's it's kind of there's limited. a handful. It's a niche yeah. now. Uh, there, there has been some uh, instructor-level training courses that have been offered out there specifically for, um, for pepper spray. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the name right now. It's just, it's just left me. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get you some names here in a little bit. Uh, I'm, I've been a little bit distracted because I wanted to tell you about, you said about the, the, the civilian tasers and, and what's out there. There is a pulse, taser pulse, uh, for self-defense, and it looks like a gun, um, and, and that's what they do. They, 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 they try to market this towards people who don't want to use a firearm to protect mm-hmm. themselves, right? This, this thing looks like a little Glock, you know, like it, or a little, actually, it kind of looks like a, maybe a 365 or a little Keltec or something like that. Either way, if it looks like a gun, it may be treated like a gun. So you have to be careful about, you know, deploying um, such tools. And, and they're really not they're really not that effective, as we, right. as we discussed earlier. Yeah, and, and um, you know, we're, we were going back and talking about you know, different people. Uh, not long ago, we took a course. Well, I would say not long ago. Probably it's been, probably been better than a year or, or more. Um, John Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, John Murphy up in Virginia. He's uh, got a great course uh, talking, you know, going through the motions of, you know, d- how to properly deploy, uh, you know, pepper spray, OC spray, things of that nature, and kind of the difference between the two. Um, there's uh, there's quite a bit of information that's out there. Beware of the internet. <laughs> Not yeah. everything you see on the internet is true, yeah. just like anything. We're gonna take.
Welcome back. Welcome back to The Rack Show. You are listening to The Responsibly Armed Citizen Show. We talk about everything regarding The Responsibly Armed Citizen. This show has been great. We've been talking about uh, different opportunities for training without firearms. So everything from hand-to-hand knives, uh, pepper spray, that type of thing. And some of the things to avoid, uh, where to go, some good home practices. Uh, we, this has been a great show. I, I think there's a lot of great information in here for our listeners and our viewers. Uh, you know, be sure to be sure to check this episode out if you're just now jumping in. Go visit our YouTube channel and and um, and take a look at it. <clears throat> so, we left off talking about pepper spray, and I had a complete like brain fart. Yeah, brain fart. Man. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. We had a collective brain fart. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was so like, I was trying to find. I was like, no, I know there's a civilian taser out there that we, you know, these folks need to try to avoid. So I was sitting there trying to find that, and I was like, wait a minute, I, I need, I need to think of an instructor who teaches pepper spray. It's Chuck Haggard, folks, Agile Training Group. Uh, he was just here, like he was. Yeah. He was just at Apache Range back in May, yeah. uh, this this last May, and he taught a fantastic one day um, uh, pepper spray course. And he uses inert pepper spray, so you're not you're not getting sprayed with live agents unless you beg him to, and then you know. He might he might do it for show or he'll something. Bl- he'll like bless that. you with a jerk sauce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for the most for the most part, it's, his class operates uh, in such a way that you do not need that. Uh, and, and there's a lot of really good practical application that you can take home <clears throat> from that class. And don't be intimidated by the the instructor title. Like it right. says, it's an instructor course. Don't be intimidated by that title. Um, if if you are a responsibly armed citizen, every single one of you should be some type of trainer or instructor. You should be educating your families. You should be educating your friends, right. that type of thing. So that is an excellent class to, to, you know, to jump into, to learn how to teach it. Um, I mean, he really goes into depth on the, on the content too. Like he talks about, um, you know, the different types of pepper spray, you know, what makes pepper spray work, where it mm. came from, its origin, all of that jazz. I mean, he really goes into great depth over it. And then the practical application por- portion is just, it's priceless, man. Like y- you learn so much. Um, you learn about timing. You learn about um, managing unknown contacts. And it's not just about pepper spray. You learn about using your words to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you learn about all kinds of different stuff. And I, it's, it's amazing to me how much material Chuck actually covers in such a short period of time. Right. You know, it's, it's a, it is a great class, one that everybody should be looking into. Uh, hopefully we'll have Chuck back. Um, I don't think he'll be coming back next year. We've, we've already got a jam-packed schedule for next year. Uh, but hopefully we'll have him back in maybe 2025 or something. Otherwise, keep a lookout for him. Agile Training, Agile Training Group. Um, Chuck Haggard. So let's Topsy talk. Topsy of the month. Topsy <laughs> of the month. It is a new month. So now that we have stepped into November, we've changed out the Compsy of the month. As always, I feel like I have to give you some back history on the Compsy of the month. So I'll try to make this brief. We need to just pre record this. We need to pre record yeah, We're going to do yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the Compsy of the month, <clears throat> the Compsy of the month, it started out as a as a way for us to, to challenge each other within the Condre with the cadre inside of Apache Solutions to try and challenge each other on different uh, different subjects that we need to, as instructors, we need to be able to speak on. Yep. And and so every month we send out this, uh, 
we, we send out an email to, to the cadre and we challenge them with a question. And f- our, our folks within our cadre will submit videos, they'll submit articles, whatever, on the topic and, um, and, and have great dis- in-depth discussions over it. And, and they're fantastic. So it's, it's promoted growth here. And we wanted to share that with the Rack Show. We wanted to share that with our viewers and our listeners yep. and help promote some, um, some more learning uh, for them as well. So well, and to get some engagement there too. Right. So, you know, when, whenever you know, we talk about the compensate of the month, whenever we talk about anything that's in the show, um, if, you, if you guys want to reach out to us, R-A-C, rack at ApacheNC.com, R-A-C at ApacheNC.com. Send us your thoughts. Yeah. You know, for our competency of the month, uh, this month, Tim's going to give it to us here in a minute. Tell us what you think. Give us your article. Give us your YouTube video. Give us your thoughts, right? Uh, and uh, you know, join, in on the, join in on the family. Join in on yeah. the cadre. Absolutely. So this month, Discuss areas where off-body carry would be appropriate. Ooh. What changes? Mm, so discuss areas where off-body carry would be appropriate. So quick story. Um, uh, Tim and I uh, actually took a class on off-body carry together. Oh, I want to say class. It was a short um, a workshop mm-hmm. um, at a, a TACON, which is down in Texas. Evie Colscar. Evie Colscar, that's right. And uh, we did some great things with Evie, including um, you know rocking some purses. Yeah. I think uh, we got some bright blue, bright green purses that you know are, are you know, Tim and Tim and mine that we're rocking. Um, but yeah, you know, the purpose there of, you know, uh, areas where, you know, off body body would be appropriate. Uh, you know, you, you start thinking of places where, um, you know, keeping the fire on your person, um, maybe some medical things where, um, you're, 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 uh, limited as far as what you're able to carry on your hips or, you know, weight that you're uh, able to carry on your hips. Um, I immediately think of, you know, like a bag, right? I mean, you think of some sort of bag, some sort of purse, something like that where uh, I would still need, I, I still want that, that you know, I call it peace of mind, still want that, that uh, availability to be able to get to that tool. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, I'm not able to maintain, you have that tool, you know, on, on my person, on my body. Um, the, uh, man, there's, there's some, there's, there's some issues with that. There's mm-hmm. some, there's, there's a quite a bit, issues, <laughs> there's, there, there's quite a bit of things there that, 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 you know, we need to be cognizant of, especially when you are now removing that, that tool, right. That potentially, you know, deadly tool, if used, you know, in, in you know, specific scenarios off of your body, off of your person and sticking it inside of another movable, you know, bag, right. Mm-hmm. Another movable something, right. Um, ah, it's hairy. Yeah, man, it, it really is, and, and there are there are certain circumstances where I believe off body carry um, it may be one of their only options, yeah. right? <clears throat> but as a primary method of carry, no. I don't know that that's. I, I think we should we should try to look at the other avenues the best we possibly can. Yeah. But if we're going to carry off body, there's. There's something that really, really changes, and, and folks need to really seriously consider, and that's primarily is the, primarily is the security of your firearm, right? right? Um, that was what the first is, thing going in my head. What is more yeah. likely to happen is, you know, a, a, a person, an unwanted individual, put their hands inside your purse and pull it out and do something with it. Take it, right. leave with it, hurt somebody with it, hurt you with it. 
um, the security of your firearm is is it's it's a much greater risk than it would be if you were carrying it on your person. Mm-hmm. The next thing is um, well to add to that security of the firearm. You know the the you know pr- uh, prohibiting access from author- unauthorized persons. You know, think of a man, a kid, or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's that again. That's the first thing that goes in my mind. You know, if you throw it in a purse, you throw it in a backpack. Um, you know, the likelihood that you know somebody's going to unauthorized person is going to gain access to that, and they're going to see and gain access to that firearm is is too great. I mean, right. there's just there's 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 mm-hmm. a lot there that that you have to consider. Yeah. So as as far as security goes, a lot of times what ends up happening is is because folks have don't, don't have practice in this and they haven't right. been carrying uh, to begin with, that gun never leaves the purse right. or it never leaves the bag. Oh, that's my that's my gun. That's my bag. Bag gun. My bag gun, whatever, <laughs> or my purse gun. It stays in my purse. No, unless you take your purse and you put it inside some type of safe storage every evening. Right. And that's, that's how you treat it. Then no, because right. if you don't have some type of transition, like a physical transition at the end and the begin or the beginning and the end of your day, you're going to forget it. Yep. You're going to forget it's there. And then it's going to be gone for a week. Yep. And then you're going to be like, you're going to get oh, out of the habit. Wait a minute. I had, a, I knew I had a gun in here. Oh, I must've left it at home somewhere. Right. So then another week's going to go by because you're going to spend a week looking for it. Yep. You're going to be flipping over the couch cushions. You're going to be, you know, looking all over the place. And then you're going to spend a week trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. How am I going to, am I going to, do I need to report this? You know, what, what am I going to do about it? So it's going to take you about a month of, of losing this gun and never noticing it because you don't have any type of consistent transition every morning and every evening. Right. Every time you, you know, if you're going to carry it in your purse, it needs to come out of a vault, out of a uh, storage, safe, container, a storage right. container, some something. And then it needs to go through a process of getting it ready and put in, into your purse. Into for use. You know, right. or, yeah, or, or into your bag. That's one of the primary issues that I have with off-body carry is that people will simply forget about it. And you don't believe me, there, mm-hmm. there are so many instances out there where this has happened yep. and someone has got a hold of that and hurt or killed someone. Yep. Most of the time it's kids. Right. You know, it's, it's folks who are underage, uh, under the age of 18, you know. Um yeah, I mean, security is, is one of the, my biggest issues with this. The next one, the next one would be um, e- ease of access. Absolutely, yep. You know, that's it's it's uh, extremely extremely complex. Yeah, right? it's it's a cumbersome process. Sure. You know, you're talking about you know defeating whatever is cl- you know closing that you know whatever's access in that bag. If the firearm is in a condition to where it you know and it should be, it's in a good holster inside mm-hmm. of that thing. You know, defeating uh, you know gaining access to that, defeating that holster, whatever it may be. Um, you know, and then putting it into application, like actually using that tool. Um, there's there's so many things that potentially can go wrong, way more so than if it were on your person. Right. Um, yeah. It's it's again, you're you're complicating an already com- semi complicated process. Absolutely. So um, we only have about a minute left of the show, so I want to just uh, task out something to our listeners and our viewers. Uh, I want I want to hear your thoughts. What are your thoughts on where where do you think off body carry would be most appropriate? Give me some circumstances where uh, this might be the best way to carry. Tell us about your experiences of off-body carrying. If you're if you're someone that carries in a purse or if you're carrying a bag or something like that, we want to hear about your experiences and 
and and help you along the way if we can, or you help us along the way, help yeah. educate us on what's working great for you and, and you know what isn't. Um, that way we can share that with our students. Um, Otherwise, I believe that's about all we got, Frank. Yeah, yeah. Tim, it's been a great show. Uh, really looking forward to still talking to, with you next week. And uh, you've been listening to The Rack Show, the Response Arm Citizen Show. Reach out to us at rac at apacheNC.com, and we will see you next time. See you guys.